Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Oh, <laughs> it's not just the podcast. We now have a YouTube channel as well. Um, so if you're more of a visual person, you can come on to our YouTube channel and watch me tell the story. You know, sit on my bedroom floor with me How fun. and my cousin. She's hey. right here, wrapping the mic. Um. Yeah, but if you are more of an audio person, then you can just stick to listening to our podcast on Spotify or iTunes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it, you guys. Like, we freaking have a YouTube channel now. How exciting. Oh, we also wanted to make a TikTok. Yeah, but maybe later, you know, yeah. like me giving summaries of the um, stories. Or just small vlogs, you know. Yeah, whatever you guys want. Yeah, Let us honestly, know. Or oh, bloopers. Oh, we yeah. could do bloopers too. Yeah, bloopers are cute. <laughs> yeah. So let us know what you want to see. And I think let's start. Yeah. Let's start. Okay, so today's case is wild. It's freaking crazy. Today was a shit show, honestly. We, ro- we recorded this entire video and audio. It was like 40 minutes long. Yeah, 40 minutes long. And then um, the clip and the audio just were like yeet it was just yeah. like nah not today bruh and then it just like got deleted yeah and we took like a, a few, few hours, hours break, break because like <laughs> we like, were exhausted yeah like she went out i just i had died. to take like a breather but yeah. um so excuse us if this isn't really the most like ooh ah like first <laughs> she's not hearing the story for the first time so yeah, it might be a bit like you know so and also if i'm looking here a lot it's because this is where my cousin is seated it's not because i'm like being rude or whatever okay she's here see hi (laughs) (laughs) okay let's get started you guys so today's story is crazy it's freaking wild Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's heartbreaking yep super heartbreaking and just disgusting and sick and I don't know. Sometimes, like, the big question when it comes to cases like this is why? Why? Like, why? Well, what drove you to do this? Right? Why did you why? end up doing it? I just don't understand. But let's get started, okay? This case revolves around a young 8-year-old girl named Huang Na. Mm-hmm. Eight year old. I mean, only come eight. On. Literally, it's like these are the worst kind of cases to cover. She's a girl, a tiny little girl. Eight. Like throughout the whole story, you just need to keep remembering that she's eight. It's disgusting. Because even I forgot. Like, <sighs> so this happened in Singapore in two thousand and four, and Huang Na. Um, a little bit more about her background. Her mom and dad are both from Pushan City in Fujian, China. And I think I'm pronouncing it right. Pushan? Putian? Putian? I don't know. Um, yeah, so... And so the mom and dad, they came over to Singapore to work, right? For a better living. And so they were working at Pasir Panjang Wholesale Centre as vegetable mm-hmm. packers. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they live cool. there too. So um, usually when they work there, they just live there. There's like houses nearby. Mm-hmm. And okay. they are kind of like a community there. They're really mm-hmm. close and super like tight community. That's really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and so um, the parents though, they got into a lot of trouble with the law, unfortunately, because oh, of why? visa issues, work permit mm-hmm. issues. They were here working illegally. Oh. Yeah, and so they found a way to trick the system and stay yeah. in Singapore or like, stay overstay their visa and stuff mm-hmm. but you know they kept getting caught by the police and kept getting jailed oh. 
Yeah. So that was a bit like unfortunate. And so mm-hmm. I would say in a way, Huang Nang got really used to being alone. Mm-hmm. You know, because like she's always there with the colleagues of the parents. You know, yeah. the other packers. They all just stay. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, a very okay. close knit community. But then, dun dun dun, Huang Nang's dad was having an affair. Um, behind Huang Na's mom's oh. back, and so Huang Na's mom was like not having it. She mm-hmm. was like hell to the na, and she mm-hmm. whooped his butt. You know, like she got a divorce and she got full custody of Huang Na, mm-hmm. and the both of them That's went good. back to yeah. China. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, like Huang Na and her mom are back in China, and everything's I guess like normal. Yeah. And Huang Na's mom meets a lovely guy by the name of Cheng Wenhai. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yup. Cool. And things were going great. She was like in love. She was super mm-hmm. freaking happy, and everything was just like top notch, fantastic, mm-hmm. right? That's good. Yeah. yeah. Top notch, fantastic, mm-hmm. and they got married. And Huang Na absolutely loves her stepfather. Mm-hmm. Okay, she loves her so much to the point that she wanted to change her name from Huang Na to Zheng Na. Oh, that's so yeah. cute. That's, that's so, so wholesome. Mm-hmm. I knew you were gonna so say that. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, and it was so good, so happy, so fine, right? In mm-hmm. 2003, her mom was pregnant with her son, mm-hmm. with Teng Wenhai. Mm-hmm. And Huang Na got into a primary school in Singapore. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for her. So That's it was, everything was going great in 2003. So the mom yeah. got a study mom visa and she came to Singapore with mm-hmm. Huang Na. And Huang Na was pretty much... In school, mm-hmm. and the mom went back to Pasir Panjang Wholesale Center to work as a vegetable packer, just like she did before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the only thing today is um now is that she, you know she wasn't illegally here. She was actually here with a legit visa, and That's they lived there. They lived friend. exactly there at the wholesale center with mm. the community again. Yeah, nice. so everything was like going good, going mm-hmm. smooth. Um, Huang Na's mom would often travel to back to China because mm-hmm. her son was in China with the dad, right. and so she was alone here with Huang Na. Mm-hmm. So she would often go back and forth, back and forth, you know. That and it was fine. It was completely fine. Uh-huh. Huang Na is like super freaking independent. Okay, yeah. she like goes to the hawker center, eats her lunch, eats her dinner, and then she like comes back home and she's yeah. like with the other wholesale packers. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, she even sometimes like cooks for herself and for her neighbors. And just to remember, she's eight years old. She's freaking eight years old. And she can cook for herself and for yeah. the other wholesale packers. Yeah. And wow. at, you should also know at this point, right? Like Huangna has took an airplane to China all by herself. Whoa. Yeah. This kid really went through customs yeah. all by herself. Yeah. She's done it. So it's like really the mom didn't really have to worry about anything. Because like yeah. everyone knows Huang Na. Everyone knows me. Everyone's going to take care of her. And she yeah. goes with like that trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The trust of a child. The innocent, pure trust. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so that was pretty much um, how they were living, right? And, and then comes the freaking dreadful day of 10th of October 2004. Mm-hmm. Where Huang Na goes over to make a phone call to her mother and is never seen ever again. Oh. Yeah. She went to her mom and she was like on the phone saying like, can you buy for me a digital dictionary? 
e-dictionary. Yeah, the a one Chinese that e-dictionary. yeah, the one that translates um Mandarin words to English words, Mandarin Chinese words mm-hmm. to English words. Yeah, and Chinese e-dictionary. Mhm. And she also asked for a pair of slippers, because her birthday was coming up. Aww. Her birthday was coming up. And yeah, that's the last anyone has ever seen of her. And Huangna is usually. It's um, a phone call. It's just completely normal. Yeah, completely There's nothing no- sus about the phone call. It was just. It was just a normal day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, right? People usually describe Huangna as a very intelligent, independent, social, and active girl. Mm-hmm. So really, like at first, they weren't really worried that she was missing. You know, they were like, "Oh, she's fine. She's usually like." Probably playing around, went exploring or something like that. Yeah. But then eventually, Maybe she found friends. But yeah. then eventually, as the day went on, they started getting really worried, and yeah. they immediately just like freaked out and had like a search party for her within the community. And then when they really couldn't find her, they immediately called the police on that day itself. Okay, that's great. Which is just so good because yeah. like I don't know, I feel like. I was really worried that because the mom wasn't there to like care, like no one would even notice that she's missing. Yeah. But the neighbors and everything, they really like stepped like up. On the same yeah. day. Yeah, on the same great. day, yeah. They called the police immediately. I mean, like you've seen a lot of other uh, missing persons cases, especially the unsolved ones. It's the person wasn't reported as missing until like a few days later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's the thing. So the police couldn't really do much because it was just so soon. Yeah. And they didn't really want to like. Announce it yet because like maybe what if, you know it's nothing serious yet. Yeah. So they called like all the bus stations, all the transport systems, all the taxi drivers, oh, and well, asked them. Yeah, and they asked them to just keep the keep a lookout. They also called all the hospitals and clinics. Like, hey, if you see a girl of this description, can you yeah. please inform us? Or have you seen a girl? With these descriptions, so already yet. even though it's only the first day, they already did so much. Mm-hmm. They already called like the full road is on patrol for this girl. Yeah, yep. And then finally, two days later, the mom like literally like panicked and came down to Singapore, and I can't mm-hmm. imagine like the entire travel how yeah. she must be feeling, just like worried, scared, guilty. Yeah, cause but she, she has nothing to feel guilty about though, because like she left trusting. But, like literally, this like her first kid. Yeah, and at this point, the police were like investigating, interrogating everyone, questioning everyone and anyone. Okay, mm-hmm. and at this point also, because it's been two days, the police like started putting out on the media saying that hey, you know, if you know anything about this girl, she's missing. Please help us. And people yeah. everywhere were just like, oh my god, she's eight years old, and she's yeah. you know like. What happened? Like how did this happen? And they yeah, were so worried yeah. and so Especially scared. Especially in a tight knit community. Like yeah, and so happen? everyone, the whole Singapore, not just the Pasir Panjang community anymore, mm-hmm. but like across the whole Singapore, everyone was just like, "Holy shit! We need to help find this girl like now." I love that. Yeah, yeah. and so they put up posters everywhere in all mm-hmm. of the coffee shops. They like literally put up posters on Comfort Delgro's taxis. Wow! And they put up posters like everywhere. And a man, a retired business owner, actually gave like a ten thousand dollar reward Whoa. for any information or if they've seen the girl. Damn! A retired businessman. Yeah, and then another wow. person also added in five thousand dollars to the ten thousand. Wow! So that they makes really it like a total her. of fifteen thousand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just such a shocking. Thing like it doesn't happen, you know. Like yeah. things like this don't really happen, right? 
Yeah, and so everyone was just like freaking out and like mm-hmm. worried as hell. And yeah, this entire search even like spread across Johor Bahru. So in JB, Whoa. the taxi men also put the posters up and hawker centers were also putting posters up. I love them. I yeah. love the whole teamwork between everything and everyone. Mm-hmm. It was just crazy and yeah. wild and everyone was worried sick. And her mom, when she came to Singapore, she literally went like the entire island searching mm-hmm. for her. Like no joke, north, south, east, west, she was everywhere. Mm-hmm. She was going to every coffee shop, looking to talking to every person and being like, Hey, have you seen my child? And I, I mean can't imagine man. Yeah, I mean I, I, I can't imagine too. I mean it must just be so like uh you know? Yeah. So sad, so upsetting, so heartbreaking. But finally, you know, um, they got word from a employer, and one of the employers said that he actually saw um, Huang Na with a man named Tuk Ling Hao. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Tuk Ling Hua. Okay. okay, let's call him Tuk. And Tuk lives uh, with his parents in Malaysia, so he lives mm-hmm. with his mom and dad in Malaysia, Penang. Mm-hmm. And he has a wife and son who also lives all together with his family. Okay. And okay. at eighteen years old, he left Penang to come to Singapore to work. Mm, so so again for the job opportunities. Yeah, at the Pasir Panjang Vegetable Packer. So mm-hmm. he came to Singapore and he was um twenty two at this point, two thousand and four, right? Yeah. So he was twenty two at this point and he was like everyone says that he's very close to Huang Na. People say that he treats her like his own daughter and she always oh, calls him Shushu as in like uncle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like kinda that's cute. Really cute. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, people also say that he scolds a girl all the time. Well, that's not something a cute uncle would do. Yeah, and there was once that the employer actually found bruises on Huang Na's arms. Oh. And she said that it was Tuk who did it. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay, that's not okay. Yeah. Uh-uh. And uh-uh, Tuk explained to the employer that Oh, it's only because she's making so much of noise And I'm trying to sleep at night But she's like yelling and stuff Bro, she's a kid, she's 8 yep, and he, be, She already is forced to be so mature Yeah. Like, let a kid play, man And one time when, um, you know He was trying to work She was disturbing him So he tied her hands up So that she would stop disturbing him Are you kidding me? With Raphael's string that's like that's not the correct train of thought. Like, oh, she's disturbing me. Let me tie her up. That's mm-hmm. that's not that's not how you're supposed to process things. Yep. And not only that, but he once hit her in front of her mother. And the disrespect. Her, and her mother was like, "What you doing? Like, if you can't like um handle kids, then don't talk to them. Don't play with them. Yeah, like exactly. don't even like if you if you're not fit, you if you don't have the patience, then just don't even bother like." Talking to them. I can't imagine the mom's pain. Like she, she's leaving this, her daughter with all these people, and this guy just comes and hits her in front of the yeah, mom. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god! So at this point already, the police are like, "That's kind of sus," you know. Yeah. But everyone says that he's chill, and they literally like. That's the goods also. Like, yeah. For example, they would always go on motorcycle rides together, mm-hmm. and he would buy her food and gifts all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, ah, uh, you know, like. 
It's very iffy. Yeah. Like, he treats her well, but at the same time, he's literally abusing her. Yeah, so, I don't know, you guys, but when the police said, when the police heard all of this, they were really suspicious of Duke and asked the employer, like, does he only always hang out here? And the mm-hmm. employer was like, no, actually, like, I have another storage space. And sometimes the employers go there to take and put stuff. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, can you please show us the storage space? And okay. so they went to the storage space and... What did they find? They found on the table denim debris, fiber of the denim clothes on uh-huh. the table, which uh-huh. Huang now was reportedly wearing that day. Denim oh. jacket with like Ooh. a top inside and um, Bermuda shorts. Bermudas? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's, I haven't heard berms in so long. We used to wear it all the time when I was a kid. It was cool back then. Yep, and so this was literally it. Like, mm-hmm. um, everyone was just so freaking um, suspicious that they found the denim jacket. And on the wall, they literally found a splotch of her blood. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. Wow. I mean, that literally points all fingers to him. And there was a roll of scotch tape. And mm-hmm. in that scotch tape was... Was? Thumbprint of Took. Wow! Yep. So at this point, the police were just like, what? And so they brought him in for questioning, okay? Yeah. And at this point, they were at a hawker centre and he was having lunch or dinner or whatever. Yeah, and so they're just eating and having the interview mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Because they didn't really like want to alarm him it was just a bit casual at this point yeah. and he literally like bolted okay he was like i'm gonna go use the restroom and then he went to the restroom and he never came back he literally found a way to go to malaysia even though he didn't have his uh, passport because at this point he had surrendered his passport to the police wow so he literally wow that's he snuck impressive. into malaysia wow. he snuck into malaysia and yeah Wow. The police sent a bolo out for him, like a bee on the lookout, like mm-hmm. literally telling everyone like, hey, this man is a fugitive, he's ran, can you please like keep a lookout for him? And so while well, the police were actually finding for, um, you know, uh, Took, yeah. so the police were also investigating Took's family, so they called the okay. dad and the dad yeah. was like, no way, like my son is not capable of doing such a thing at all. And in yeah. fact, they actually called the, the dad said to the police that my son actually called me and said that it wasn't him at all mm-hmm. and then um he said that he didn't do it and then he also told his wife that the three men kidnapped her and this was the exact story that took told the police uh-huh. while they were eating during the investigation he said that yeah. three men kidnapped Tuang Na mm-hmm. yeah and so that's what the wife said like my husband told me that three men kidnapped her mm-hmm. and then they investigated the brother Tuk's brother and Tuk's brother was like hell no my brother is like super freaking timid like, yeah mm-hmm. and it was just wild like what the hell is happening right yeah and at this point like the Tuk yeah. gave up he literally was like what is this stupid life i'm living like running and hiding and it's just not worth it okay that's good that's good yeah so he turned himself over to the malaysian authorities and then they passed him over to singaporean authorities Mm -hmm. and then began the freaking investigation right yeah so the police were literally like okay why did you run away and he was like i ran away because i was feeling 
very pressured from you guys and I wanted to go in Penang and see my son. I mean, you could have just told them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And so the investigation starts, right? And the police yeah. were literally like, why did you do it? He was like, um, I need to think. Can I have five minutes? Mm-hmm. And then the police were like, why did you do it? Um, I need to think. Can I have five minutes? Five minutes later, why did you do it? Um, I need to think. Can I have five minutes? What a joke. And so this kept going on and on and on and on and on. And the police were like, you know what? Like, uh-huh. you can have all the five minutes you want. We will be here all day and all night. You just have to tell us. Wow. Yeah. They they have persistence. Yeah. They're so patient. They're yep. so persistent. They're not going to let something like this slide. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. Like us doing yeah. this recording today. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, the amount of time the video isn't saving. If someone can help us, like, how do we do this better? Let us know, okay? But anyway, yeah. So, they finally got a story out of him. Is it the truth? I don't know. I don't think so. The police didn't think so either. And it ended up not being the truth. So, he said that he... Um, after Huang Na made the phone call to the mom, they both went into the storage room where he said that he got mangoes for her. Let's go mm-hmm. and eat mangoes. Okay, that's cute. And they were sitting in the yeah. storage room eating mangoes. And then later, Huang Na wanted to play hide and seek, right? And, but because the, the storage room is so small, there wasn't really much to play around. Not much and hiding so, spots, yeah. And so she was like, it's too easy, but I still yeah. want to play. And so he's like, okay, let me make this a bit more difficult for you. And so he uh-huh. proceeds to tie her legs up. Okay, hold on. That That's not how you make a game of hide-and-seek harder. <sighs> Disgusting. So yeah, he's sadistic. And he also switched the lights off. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he was like, okay, now it's a bit harder for you. And then he proceeds to count and then she, he hears a thud. And he rushes in to see that it's flat on her belly and just bleeding. Oh, yeah. Oh no, she got hurt. And so what does he do? He did this. What is this? I don't know, like a karate chop? He uh-huh. proceeds to turn her. He proceeds, because she was like Why didn't he just right. get help? He was like this, right? He proceeds yeah. to karate chop her the back of the neck three times. And oh then no, that's like a sensitive her. spot, right? Yeah, and then flip her over and punch her chest three times. Oh. And then flip her over and... St- Stomp on her. Oh god. Yeah. So why? Like I mean, she's so young. Call call the police, call the ambulance, do something to help her. Didn't she didn't he say that he loved Huangna like his own daughter? Yep, and so after that he proceeded to sexually harass her with his finger. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, and how do you even bring yourself yeah. to that? The reason why he did that, he told the police, was because he wanted to make it seem like someone else, you know, raped her and then you know killed her and disposed of why her. Why is that the first story that he can think of? Like, why is that the one he wanted to go with? I don't know. And then he proceeded to put her into nine plastic bags. Mm-hmm. So it's like, put her in one plastic bag, tie, and then another mm-hmm. tie, and then nine times, and then put her in a box, and then scotch tape the box up. And then mm-hmm. he waited till it was dark outside, 
um, so that he could dispose the body and he was very smart about it and but yeah. someone caught on to this like one of his colleagues was actually telling the police like it was very weird that I saw Tuk working late that mm-hmm. day because like there's really nothing for us to do in the evening as vegetable yeah. packers Mm-hmm. Like our work is usually mostly in the morning when the fresh produce comes, mm-hmm. we pack and we distribute. There's really nothing we can do later. Yeah. So I didn't know why he was there. I even asked him, and he said like, yeah, he's just doing some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but very he's really very, very smart very because he was waiting for the sun to go down. Yeah. And then he loaded onto his motorcycle and mm. he rode all the way to Tulablanga Hill. Yeah. And he just. Like yeeted her body into the forest, just threw her in. Oh, the disrespect! Yeah, and so he explained all of this to the police, and the police sent down like forces to go and find for her body. Yeah, and they managed to do like because of DNA testing, they managed yeah. to confirm that it's her, and also the mom identified the body. Oh, the poor mom! I can't imagine the mom having to look at that. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I can't imagine any mom having to look at their like dead child. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so upsetting and I'm just so annoyed at him. Yeah. But yeah, and then after that, um I mean obviously his story is a lie. Did yeah. you believe that? Like no. <laughs> no. And the autopsy after they got the body, they got the autopsy and the autopsy showed that she died from being smothered to death. So that means his story is already wrong. Yeah, because he said it's because of the fall. He wanted yeah. to end the misery and he hit her, right? But no, sm- being smothered to death means that he had to use his hands to cover her mouth and cover her nose. Mm-hmm. So that she can't breathe anymore. So yeah, she's so literally much putting someone suffered, out yeah. of her misery. And it can't be the plastic bags because then that will be suffocation. Yeah. But this was literally you're being pressed down and smothered to your death. Mm. So he killed her. Yeah. Yeah, and so finally, you know, the police had enough evidence to bring him to court, and yeah. so that's what they did. They brought him to court, mm-hmm. and he was being represented by Subash Anand. The if you legend. guys, the legend. If you guys don't know, we talked about him a few times in our podcast. So it's basically he's a really good, super good, prominent criminal lawyer with like a really good success rate. And so his whole thing was the diminished responsibility, which basically means that he wasn't of sound mind yeah. when he did the act. So they really tried to persuade everyone that that was yeah. the cause. And so he was bringing to his stand, like, Tuk's mother, and Tuk's yeah. mother was being all like, you know what, it's true, when my, my son always smiles to himself, yeah. he's always laughing when he's not supposed to be laughing, and he once mm-hmm. even told me that there are spirits living in him, and I've even brought him to, like, two spirit mediums, Mm-hmm. Over the course of like I don't know his life, yeah, because he's just not of sound mind, and mm-hmm. his colleagues also came to the stand saying that Tuk is the kind of person who gets agitated really easily, and yeah. he will like throw things whenever he gets really upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at this point, the other lawyers were not having okay. They were yeah. like bring in the IQ test, bring in the psychiatrist, mm-hmm. bring in mm-hmm. the doctors, bring, bring as they should. As they should. Give justice to her, man. Yes. And so that's what they did. He took an IQ test. 
and he was fine average it wasn't an unsound area at yeah. all mm-hmm. he was average he was fine mm-hmm. and then after that they spoke to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist uh, like literally examined and studied um how he did the murder yeah and they said well, that yeah, he also did it on a dummy right i'm sure they had like yeah and they said that how he did the entire um act yeah was very planned calculated calm and systematic yeah. Mm, wow. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure someone of an unsound mind wouldn't be doing an act like that. Like right? how he did it. I mean, these nine plastic bags, he taped yeah. up the box, he threw it off like at night. Mm-hmm. So the doctors also like did a whole check on his like medical history, his family's medical histories. Yeah. And there was absolutely no mental like. History? history at all yeah so there's no mental history in his mm. whole family which yeah. you, i mean lower his chance of getting one a lot yeah and so the judge ruled it like it's freaking guilty he's guilty and he mm. was charged for being he was charged with being hung to death mm. yeah and he was actually okay. hung in 2003 november but obviously he didn't go down without a fight so he appealed his appeal got rejected as he, it should yep they did a clemency with over like thousands of signatures to the president to get Whoa. him to like to be off of the hung to death sentence at just life uh-huh. imprisonment you know yeah. and the president rejected it at that time it was SR Nathan mm. I miss him here's the creepiest thing right so yeah. for his final wish was actually to take his obituary photo and mm-hmm. so he's, he got his family to get him like fancy suit shoes you know oh, got his what? makeup and hair done it and then he posed really... he posed like this oh and he was like smiling and he was just so chilling and creepy and disgusting and nauseating and like sickening all at once oh god i yeah. don't even wanna no i'll no. show you the photo later like i have to it's so freaking creepy i hated it i hated mm. every second of it yeah, it was like, so Like, why would weird. you want to smile like that after... What you did, right? Yeah. And, yeah, that's it, you guys. I mean, it's crazy. The, it just doesn't sit right yeah. with me at all. Huang Na, though, like, mm. everyone in Singapore went to a funeral. Like, so many of them showed up. And, you know, the funeral director actually gave the funeral for free. Oh. He, didn't, he didn't charge the family anything and all, which was so, like... That's so sweet. Yeah. And everyone brought toys and gifts and Hello Kitty toys. They literally covered the entire casket in Hello Aww. Kitty do- toys. That's so yeah. that's so precious. And you know how her she her mom brought her back to China. Yeah. And they buried her in a half halfway up a mountain near uh-huh. where they live. And her tombstone, they changed her name from Huangna to Changna. Oh, like she wanted. Yeah, she wanted to change her Aww. name because she really loved her new stepdad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's, it's so, so painful. Sad. She, it's so bittersweet. Yeah, but the family is doing okay now. Like the mom has like a business in Taiwan where she's like doing shoe distribution, and the uh-huh. ba- dad is also in a business. Okay. You guys know like Jack Neo. He's like a super famous like Singaporean director. He even yeah. wanted to make a movie out of this, like yeah. out of her, and both the families rejected it. I think because it's uh, just it's too sensitive. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's it, you guys. Like, that's it for today's story. It's what such a disgusting case, honestly. It's so sad. Like, rest in peace, Huang Na Teng yeah. Na. Like, rest in peace. She really didn't deserve yeah. any of it. She was so mature. She had so much... 
So poor thing. Mm-hmm. I just feel awful. I hope the family is doing fine and really like so upsetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you guys know more about this case, let us know and follow us on our social media. We have YouTube now, so follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment. If you want to hear more stories. Or you can just stick to our podcast. We're fine with it too. Um, follow our social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it, you guys. That's it for today. Hope this didn't sky all too much. Yeah. Bye. Bye.